0: This is PBE Daily, early mornings and late night podcast, and my name is Point Blanky Vumbi. Apologies for the sound you may have in the background. I'm actually recording this way earlier than normal. I normally record this either before everybody in the hood wakes up or right after all that happens, but this one had to be taken into advantage, and it's simply because not only is it a, a minute before I made since I made another recording, but also because what a time to be alive today is a day that is significant because one year and five months down the line since I started this podcast, I can proudly say I made 3,000 lessons and to make it to 3,000 lessons is such a big deal to me because this podcast is literally created by one one hand and it's a one-man show only because in my initial stages when I wanted to make something audible for consumption, I wanted to do something that I could control every angle and every aspect of it and I would be the one responsible for any backlash or any compliment that comes from it so it's a very selfish way of doing things but i simply did it because also it's lesser moving parts than making a whole machine come to life it actually ties into what i want to talk to talk to and talk about in this episode and it's with the privilege that comes with technology being so vast and being so available and accessible i have taken the liberty of making a lot of things come to life and making the fruition of those things come to life is truly key to me because what i don't want to do is make creations and then complain thereafter but also i feel like the mistake i make is by worrying about how it will be perceived or consumed thereafter i hide and not do the work it's a form of escapism because now in many cases i'm always intuitive and i'm constantly in my own head when i'm making things come to life and because of that The thing that fails is the fact that I do not come forth and do what needs to be done. So it ends up not meeting execution. The execution part is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's been four years since I made my last comic book. And even though I was marinating on the ideas and I didn't have clear cut ways of making them happen, for some reason, when it comes to time for me to actually release the books that I should, it is in a perfect execution, in the perfect way to be received. My hesitation normally is because I'm uncertain about certain things I do. For example, when I'm making my drawings, I sometimes hesitate to make the rendering of shading because I'm still questioning if I have the style that I'm thinking about down-packed. It's one of those weird nuances where, when I was 19 years old and I was deciding to get into the world of visual art, I wanted to have not one style to be pigeonholed by. And though I do have a style that you can easily say, yes, that's point-blank style, I still try as much as possible to get new styles to actually make my work be more versatile and be more interesting for more than one particular consumer or one particular audience. It's the best way to go in the sense of you can chameleon your way through your existence. It's like how I respect certain football players who can play, sorry, soccer players, who can play not only the goalkeeper position, they can play the striker, they can play the defender, they can play three different positions. And if you have that mentality or that, or that curiosity with your art, you could play different roles. Because of my curiosity in styles, I'm able to do not just one form of commercial art. And I'd like to say the commercial sense of my artwork is one thing that actually I take into great consideration. Now, again, the hindrance that I put before myself is why I added this to the wrong impression series of stories. And it's when I think about how to get material created from my bursts of just curiosities and my mind farts, if you will, and have three thousand moments when it was clicked on to to be listened to is such a big deal to me. Because it means I'm not wrong. It means my hesitation in some cases brings forth Exactly, what is needed by a certain listener at a certain time, and whenever that person thinks about that certain moment, they'll come back and revisit that which they heard on this podcast. And the thing I love is in every episode that I've made going up, it's always been with consciousness of an episode that happened before, and then we add on to move forward. So, as I approach episode 200, it's a big deal to me because. To get 200 different moments, you could have ideas that actually keep on marinating and keep on polishing as you go. These are things we may take for granted, but I'm I'm literally taking the time to actually bask in the glory of my past successes. And I'm doing it out loud, which is something I never truly do. I'm, I'm the first to just jump onto the next successes. And lately I've been told in the most passionate way that I overthink certain things. And because of it, I'm glad that I'm now able to relax myself and just smell the roses for a second. Or smell the coffee if you will whichever uh, phrase works for your side of the world and knowing that there are certain projects I want to really just get into sinking my teeth into them and doing them for it's been too long and even if it, it has been too long I think the mind state I'm in right now and the space I'm in right now would better serve that which is to happen to do it any sooner maybe would have actually costed it even more. Take for example my curiosity about drawing the human anatomy and have to share the human anatomy. On a daily basis I always try to make sure my mind gets subconscious information and by getting subconscious information this is what I mean. I'm always consuming visually by looking at my environment and cramming some of the things that I see. Sometimes even the stuff I see on my, on my daily walks infiltrates its way into the different commercial pieces I'm supposed to do. I have a client right now on the side who when he needs certain drawings to be done with a social message. The way I think about how to make the different spaces could be uh, a, uh, uh, a refugee camp, could be uh, a small village in a certain part of the world. It could be a place in South Africa. I'd look for visuals and i just collage and make certain cities. Again, apologies, I'm recording in a time when the whole estate is in the house. So it's, it's very, very active right now. So I'm gonna have a, a lot of noise in the background. Bear with me. When I think about that and all the things that go side by side in regards to how I want to make the most potent materials come to life, I'm happy because it means the direction I'm going to draw was fully informed. So Instagram for example, I used to really look at Instagram to just see beautiful people post stuff about themselves and then Instagram came up with a feature called a uh, bookmark or save, and When I was painting certain pages for the children's book I finished this year, I didn't notice until after the fact that you have been having references of different light sources hitting the human anatomy thanks to the different Instagram models that exist. So I started going back to my Instagram account and looking at those visuals and using the way the light hits their bodies to find out how to paint my stuff and it blew my mind. Then add that to my favorite 2d animators who i didn't even know they had instagram accounts but you just see some of their posts when you're exploring and i'd follow their accounts to see both comic book artists and animators and see the work that they're doing i consume more informative information now than anything else and granted i still like looking at a fly looking model on instagram but i've greatly reduced to what extent that was because maybe it would it was unfair to the person's account because I would have turned them into objects of of lust and that's not the case. So my visual knowledge becomes better improved. And because my visual information gets better, I end up making the right decisions in the work that I create. My value to the commercial work and the commercial side of illustration and animation and all these great things is greatly, greatly serviced because a conscious space has been created another thing that I actually seen that i made a mistake with was holding myself back from executing some of the most important things to me which are for example some of the ideas i'd like to actually see tackled and faced head-on and striking when the iron is hot i know in many cases most would say the iron is hot whenever everybody is not taking full advantage of a certain situation at a certain time for example right now is the perfect time to put out content because everybody's conscious and really consuming the content. And as much as it's great to be the first one out the gate, time and again, I've said on this podcast and and I say it in life also, I don't really care who comes out first because even in the times when I started being successful and being number one in certain things, the value of the number one had already faded. It had fallen apart. In most cases, in the times where I've actually done something that would make me a pioneer in a certain uh, case or situation, it hasn't like bore fruit as far as giving me accolades and support and things like that. So I don't really mind it. I I care more that I outlived the man who came out first or the woman who came out first. It's all in perspective of quality. It's not to tear the next person down because you're not supposed to tear the next person down. You're supposed to continue to give respect and show love for the person right next to you who's making the right moves. In my case, I prefer to keep myself On the knife edge, and to keep myself in a perspective and in a view that you can't really question how far I take it. You can't really question if I'm going to take it as far. I had had two phone calls in the last couple of days, and one of those phone calls was with a person who literally gave me my work ethic. I used to think a lot like an an, an illustrator and and those gypsy types illustrators and I say gypsy type illustrators is you move to the wind and you move with the flow you have the freedom to just take liberties and say "I, i work when i feel like working and stuff like that if it wasn't for this one individual i wouldn't have given myself the knife edge thinking that would lead me to being successful as far as laying down the blueprint of you have to use and capitalize every hour of the 12 hours of the day and yes you can work as a midnight marauder maybe do that over the weekend at your own pleasure, but you have to capitalize off of the 12 hours, the sun is out. There's something about putting those hours to value that really counts. And I have to give this man respect. And it's a gentleman by the name of David Ngatia. He he's the guy who, he, the first two, three years, I was a handful. He was on my ass. He made sure he followed up on everything and he made sure I stayed on the sharp edge and the cutting edge of how I'm supposed to do things. Nine years working in the same space with this person, I got to see how to run a company by watching this man run a company. I've never really run my company because it still has a staff of one. And as much as the the company hasn't done much outside of publishing of the first four books that we did, I am grateful that I get to watch in the field because another gentleman I spoke to, shout out to him, Tony Tone. And Tony was one person who said he loves the fact that in his field, he got to learn on the job. We don't get enough time to be mentored by people. In my case, I had a resource that was to be of great addition to the company that David has. And by working with David, I ended up even bettering that which I am by making me know, the protocols and the angles and the procedures I'm supposed to face, even not only from him but even from everybody else in the staff most of the people in the staff who've been there the entire time I've been there, we've been able to actually better ourselves but it also leads me, leads me to something else which I feel is kind of heavy and I will hope I can actually cover it in the next 8 minutes and it's the, the impression made by most people when they want to be bosses is they want to be the guy who actually says what needs to be done and lets somebody else run it What I learned from David and what I've learned from two examples that I'm actually using as a a visual in this uh, podcast episode is the gentleman known as Todd McFarlane, who I spoke on in the last episode of this podcast, and a gentleman who he he created Image Comics with called Jim Lee. Jim Lee was, as Todd used to call him in passing, he was the company man. Jim Lee would be okay being in a staff situation where he has his own boss who takes care of things for him. And... Todd would rather not have people stand in his way when he has ideas he wants to actually execute. And he's the first to say that he'll fall flat on his face when he does something wrong and he faces up to it. And because he faces up to it, he realizes, okay, you are so not conscious of the path you were taking and the harm it may cause. You care more about getting it done because you've been told no so many times that it matters more to you to actually execute and get things started and get things done. I think about these things and I get happy because it means there's a way to make sure quality is maintained. Not all of us are supposed to be the executive. Some of us know the position we play as far as being the guy on the side. But in some cases some people are brought and thrust into this position of being a boss and you still want to hold on to that position you had before which was just a free, free free-spirited employee. Todd McFarlane is suffering a big thing right now in that the company he's been trying to keep afloat and keep on making grow to greatness has been affected greatly. And in the way it's been affected is it ended up really suffering from the circumstances of the move being made. I'll leave that at that and I'll come back to this ep- this particular part of the episode where I'm comparing two executives to each other in the next episode. But until then, thank you so much for helping me get to 3000. And until next time, be Caesar or be nothing at all. Uno